3: VR training platforms, like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International, are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients.
1: As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop.
3: Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact.
4: You gotta understand something here. This music is the glue of the world. It holds it all together. Without this, pipe would be meaningless.
2: Crazy about. It. It's just music.
5: You've tried everything candy, flowers, love notes, but you still can't get that special someone back. On this Valentine's Day,
1: we're here to help. I'm Jim DeRogatis from WBEZ and Columbia College. And I'm Greg Cott from the Chicago Tribune. Today, we present the best songs to say, I want you back. And, at last, the wait is over. We're going to review new music from My Bloody Valentine. That's coming up on Sound Opinions. You're listening to Sound
5: Opinions, and now it's time for our annual Valentine's Day celebration.
1: That is the young Michael Jackson from the Jackson 5 era setting us up perfectly for the theme of today's show, I Want You Back. Jim, we've been doing these Valentine's Day shows for a number of years now, focusing on various aspects of the love song or the love stinks song in in some cases. But we never seem to run out of options. I mean, there are entire legions of songs written about specific areas of love. And this week we're focusing on the idea of a little groveling, a little begging, <laughs> getting down on her knees and saying, baby, come back to me. I know I've done you wrong, but I want you back in my life. And it turns out there's a ton of songs with that theme.
5: Oh, there certainly are. And who among us has not been in that position of having to grovel just a little bit, especially on Valentine's Day? Now, this has elements, Greg. This year's theme has elements of of previous shows we've done. We've done unrequited love songs. We've done first love songs. In part, that was about the awkwardness of expressing your love. And we've done love stinks songs. I think there's a little bit of all of that in the pleading song. I'm going to kick things off with a song by Rod Stewart. Rod Stewart was one of the most amazing artists in rock history throughout the 60s, singing with the Jeff Beck Group, performing in the Faces, and I would say really excelling for eight solo albums, Mm -hmm. up until the one... I'm going to play a song from, uh, including this one. Footloose and Fancy Free came out in 1977. And since then, he's been one of the worst, (laughs) most horrifying hacks in all of popular music. My God, if you only knew Rod Stewart from the last 25 years. I love this song. It's called You're In My Heart, and then there's one of those parentheticals, The Final Acclaim. Now, on its surface, it's not necessarily all about I want you back, but the lyrics are saying, when I first met you... It was pure physical attraction. And then over time, I came to realize I really love you. I love everything about you. And then he goes on. He loves this subject of his affection so much that he compares her to his favorite soccer team. your <laughs> Celtic United. And I was like, oh, man, that's great. Apparently, Greg, there was a woman who tried to steal him away, and he made the mistake of having an affair with her. I quote, the big bosomed lady with the Dutch accent tried to change my point of view. Rod came to regret this, came to realize that his original love was everything he could ever ask for. And here I think he's begging for for her to take him back. Let's remember Rod when Rod was still Rod. Here he is, You're In My Heart by Rod Stewart on Sound Opinions.
6: I didn't know what day it was when you walked into the room. I said hello unnoticed. You said goodbye too soon. Reason through Client spinning yarns that were so lyrical. I really must confess right here the attraction was purely physical. I took all those hands. Bits of yours that in the beginning were hard to accept. Your fashion says, beards, lip prints I put down to experience. And the big bosom lady with a Dutch accent who tried to change my point of view, her ad lib line. Well rehearsed, but my heart cried out for you You're in my heart, you're in my soul You'll be my breath should I grow You are my lover, you're my best friend You're in my soul My love. Timeless, lace and fineness, your beauty and elegance You're a rhapsody, a comedy, you're a symphony and a play You're every love song ever written, but honey, what?
5: Rod Stewart, you're in my heart, the final acclaim. Greg, what is your first pleading love song?
1: Well, Jim, you brought up Rod Stewart, and in fact, he covered this song that I'm going to play. In fact, a lot of people covered it. In fact, covers are going to be a big part of my theme today for Valentine's Day. All of the versions that I'm picking are cover versions of a particularly good pleading song, and it's called Can't Get Next to You. Now, the initial version of this song came out in 1969, recorded by The Temptations, number one single out of Motown. They did a furious, psychedelic soul version of this track. It was written by Norman Whitfield and Barrett Strong, and uh, a great showcase for those Temptations voices. All you heard was about this. We're supermen, you know? We can move mountains, we can build castles from sand, but we can't get the thing we want the most, and that's to bring my girl back into my life. Mm. Al Green covered this song a year later and he did the best thing you could possibly do with a track like that that just totally blows you out of the water was to slow it down and turn it into the tortured love song that it is and focus in on those lyrics. Al's talking about the need to bring this girl back and what really gets me about Al's version besides the soulfulness in his vocal is the last few bars of the song, where he basically says, you know, I, I've run out of words. The only thing I can do now is moan about it. I'll moan <laughs> about it, how much I miss you. And he lets out this wordless wail that really just about sums up the frustration of not being able to get the one thing you want better than anything I've ever heard on a record. It's Al Green with Can't Get Next to You on Sound Opinions.
0: I can fly like the bird in the sky oh. I, I can buy anything that money can buy oh i can turn a river into a rage
1: Al Green is sounding very frustrated at the end of Can't Get Next to You because he can't get the girl back. Jim, what have you got next for us? You know, I I would have been disappointed if you hadn't
5: played an Al Green song. (laughs) You you needed to play an Al Green song. I do, I do. I'm glad you did. But, you know, I always need to kind of take a left turn sometimes. I can never play these things entirely straight. And I was thinking there's a long tradition in rock and roll of certain kinds of artists. You could say that they're pleading, but it's really a threatening kind of pleading. Mm -hmm. It's a passive, aggressive thing with the aggressive underlined in particular the entire rolling stones catalog right yeah. you know basically that's right but i wanted to choose a more modern example of this passive aggressive vaguely threatening pleading love song i went to mud honeys if i think every time i go back to the super fuzz big muff album mud honeys debut ep 1988 mm-hmm. grunge which really didn't even start until 1991 Nirvana's Nevermind being the high point never got better than this EP if you never heard this song it's got that quiet, loud contrast that Nirvana made famous it's a guy saying he so loved this woman that he has forgotten how to breathe (laughs) but then he completely freaks out and Mudhoney rocks with a vengeance and it's like if I was on the other end of a pleading song like this I'd be running the other way and calling for a restraining order I love this song though if I Think by Mud Honey on Sound Opinions. Mudhoney's If I Think on Sound Opinions, our Valentine's Day edition with songs about pleading. As always with these Valentine's Day shows, we like to let our listeners play the DJ. We've got Heather from Chesterton, Indiana on the line. Heather, welcome to Sound Opinions.
0: Thanks. Glad to be here.
5: Well, we're happy to have you. Have you got, for this Valentine's Day, a great choice for a I Want You Back song?
0: I do. It's Uno Dos Trace by Stranger Cole and Ken Booth. This song, I think, like a lot of songs of this era, this Jamaican era in 1964, it's very upbeat. There are major chords, there's harmonies, yet the song is about something miserable. It's trying to deal with some heavy themes of, you know, lost love, and it doesn't feel like that at all. It's very positive. You forget that it's about something so bad.
5: Okay, now you've stopped me completely. I don't know these artists. You said they're from Jamaica?
0: They are yes. Yeah. Stranger Cole, he was a vocalist. He still performs, and so does Ken Booth. This song, I think, is exemplary of the Jamaicans trying their take at American R and B.
5: Well, this was a great choice. Thank you so much, Heather.
4: Thank
0: you, guys. Back to me.
5: Our next Valentine's Day DJ is Alex in Portland, Oregon. Hey, Alex, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me. All right, do you have a great I Want You Back song for Valentine's Day? The song I have is Coming Back to a Man by Dawes. That sounds like an interesting choice. Tell us why. Um, First of all, I just like the band Dawes. They're really part of that revival of the Laurel Canyon sound of like Jackson Brown. And I like this song because it's, it's a bit different from the typical I Want You Back song. Uh, this track is really from the point of view of a man whose former lover wants to get back together with him. And the man of the song is a little bit hesitant to get back together. And in my opinion, the genius of the song lies in his contemplation of whether he could, should get back together with someone who probably isn't the best for him and whether he has changed enough to actually make it work this time.
1: Wow, we're talking about several levels of uh, psychology here.
5: Let's hear a little bit of Coming Back to a Man by Dawes. You still
4: wear your hair to your shoulder You still look like a Friday night you still caught somewhere between The plans and the dreams So that neither end up turning outright. And I myself
5: I like that. You still look like a Friday night. It's an interesting choice. Alex, thank you so much for uh, playing along, and you have a uh, happy Valentine's Day.
1: (laughs) Thank you. You too. And to the rest of you listeners out there, you can share your own favorite song that begs and pleads. Leave a message for us to play on the air at 888-859-1800. We're going to continue running down our lists after a quick break on sound opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX. And later... They've been silent for 21 years. But now, My Bloody Valentine is back.
2: Time on my head. Since you've been away, boy I- Window pane is slowly, is slowly driving me. You had to say goodbye Look what you've done to me I can't stop these tears from falling from mine my...
6: Good times for a change See the luck I've had Can make a good man turn back So please, please, please Let me, let me, let me, let me get what I want
1: this time. Welcome back to Sound Opinions. I'm Greg Cott with Jim Dirigatis and we are doing the I Want You Back Valentine's Day special, focusing on those songs that grovel, beg, and plead for your other half to come back into your life. I am focusing in particular on cover songs of great I Want You Back songs. This next one I'm going to do was a 1966 hit for Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons, but the version I want to focus in on is the 1979 cover by The Spinners. Working my way back to you, a listener recommended this on last year's show as a particularly great love song, but I want to focus in on this one element, this thread that I'm hearing in some of these songs, Jim, and you alluded to it earlier There's sort of a a masochistic streak in some of these songs Mm -hmm. because people are in so much pain. They're willing to do anything to get the person back with this particular song. You kind of wonder, like, should this girl come back to this guy? Because there's been an element of abuse in this relationship. I mean, the lyrics kind of spell it out. Oh, I used to love to make you cry. It made me feel like a man inside. If I had been a man in reality, you'd be here, baby, loving me. Well, you know what? Uh, I'm sorry. I don't know if this guy deserves a second chance. He's pleading with her. But, you know, at the same time, there was clearly some stuff going on in this relationship. And we kind of missed that element of the song because particularly in the Spinner's version, they're kind of camping it up. They've got those white disco suits on and the disco ball's going. It's got a great beat. It's kind of up-tempo. It's almost an exuberant, energetic song. Yeah. But underneath there's there's darkness going on. It's the Spinner's with their 1979 cover of Working My Way Back to You on Sound Opinions.
5: The Spinner's working my way back to you, babe. Greg Cott's <laughs> pick for a great pleading song. Greg, I'm, I'm going to the same era. I'm in 1977. If I can Have You was a song written by the Bee Gees in their disco era. It was really as the B-side of Stayin' Alive. Mm-hmm. Made no impact whatsoever in the Bee Gees version. But it was covered soon afterwards, again, a cover song, by Yvonne Elliman. Yvonne Elliman first made an impact on the rock world as Mary Magdalene in Jesus Christ Superstar. She was the mm-hmm. Mary Magdalene of many that would follow. Scored a number of hits in the 70s and then hit number one with this song, If I can Have You. Again, uh, we're taking a dark turn here, this kind of passive, aggressive, obsessive strain in many pleading songs. It contrasts weirdly with the exuberant, upbeat disco flair. And I do love this song. I'm not even guilty about it. It's not a guilty pleasure. This is just a fun song musically. But lyrically, if you look at it, don't know why I'm surviving every lonely day when there's got to be no chance for me. My life would end and it doesn't matter how much I cry. If I can't have you, I don't want nobody, baby. I mean, this is essentially a thinly veiled suicide note. Yeah. If you don't come back into my life, I don't want anybody. I don't know if I'm gonna continue. And then, and then and then in comes the disco, mm-hmm. right? What a weird concept. But pleading songs are a strange beast, as I think we're showing. Here's Yvonne Element with If I Can't Have You on Sound Opinions. Mm-hmm.
1: If I Can't Have You from Yvonne Elliman, 1977, an element of desperation, Mr. Dirigata is for sure. And I think you hear that as well in the song I'm going to play. A song originally written by Eric Kaz and Libby Titus was covered by many, many artists over the decades. Because it's a classic. It's a classic I Want You Back song. But the definitive version, as far as I'm concerned, is the one that Bonnie Raitt did on her 1972 Give It Up album. There's this slowly escalating sense of desperation in the lyrics, but Bonnie's version of it, you know, you've got this beautiful song, this beautiful melody, this beautiful voice, and it sounds like a woman who has come to some sort of resolution about this relationship. She still madly misses this guy that left her and wants him back, but kind of has resolved in her own mind that this will never happen. And she's not really even talking to him anymore. She's talking to herself as if trying to come to some sort of peace with it. Or, as you hinted with Yvonne Elliman, you know, you wonder if that next step is going to be, I'm leaving this mortal coil. You know, I'm, I'm gone, you know. It's a heavy stuff. It, it's, it is heavy stuff. If I could buy your love, I'd truly try, my friend. And if I could pray, my prayer would never end. But if you want me to beg, I'll fall down on my knees asking for you to come back. I mean, it's just heartbreaking stuff. And Bonnie Raitt's voice really drives it home. It's Bonnie Raitt with Love Has No Pride on Sound Opinions.
3: I've had bad dreams
1: That is Bonnie Raitt with Love Has No Pride, one of my favorite pleading songs on Sound Opinions. All right, Jim, let's go back to the phones. We've got a few more listeners ready to share their favorite pleading songs. First up is Matthew in Portland, Maine. Matthew, welcome to the show. How are you doing, guys? We're doing great. So tell us about a great I Want You Back song. What do you got for us?
7: Well, my own
5: personal ode to groveling is uh, (laughs) Don't Let Me Lose This Dream by Aretha Franklin. I think it's an absolute killer and it suggests something more than just a passing regret.
1: It's not just the relationship, it's the whole damn dream. <laughs> if I lose this
3: dream, this dream I don't know what I'm gonna do. If I lose this
2: dream, this dream I'm dreaming about for me and you if
1: I think it's just staggeringly beautiful. It's got this inner monologue. Uh, from a lover on bended knee, just praying for somebody or something to hold on to.
2: Don't
8: let me lose
5: It's Aretha Franklin, almost in uh, Dionne Warwick mode, there in some way. Absolutely, yeah, and I think it's not a song that uh, I don't know if it's underrated or not you just don't hear a lot of people playing it or uh, talking about it but for me that's the that's the one all right right, but i think the million dollar question matthew is have you ever used a line on someone (laughs) like if i lose this dream i will lose everything all of my love and happiness have you been in that position
4: i I have been
5: in that position before like i said it's reserved for only the highest level of heartbreak (laughs) did it work groveling the word you used earlier did it work The jury's still
1: out. That's great. I love that. Matthew, thanks for coming on Sound Opinions. No problem. Thanks, guys. Keep, Keep up the great work. Okay, Jim, we've got one more call, but this time with two people on the line, a married couple, Kathy and John from Raleigh, North Carolina. Kathy, welcome to Sound Opinions.
7: Thank you so much.
1: And John, you're also on the line. Welcome. Yes, I am. Thank you. So, Kathy, you contacted us first about a I Want You Back song. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that.
7: Well, it's a song called Come Back and Stay by Paul Young. It's just so deep in my memory because I was in college back then, and it was the early days of MTV, and, and I just remember that video being in really heavy rotation and just hearing that song all the time. He's saying, you know, you've you've gone away and I really wish you would come back and his vocals are very soulful and pleading and he really wants her to come back. But then they have these background singers, these women who are singing in a very low register and they sound almost menacing like they're saying come back here or I'm going to kill you kind of thing.
6: Since we've been gone. Shut my eyes and i fantasize That you're here with me Will you ever return? I won't be satisfied Till you're by my side Don't wait any longer come back. Why don't you come
5: So, John, we heard that you got wind of Kathy emailing us and you took issue with her choice. What have you got against Paul Young?
4: Um, You know, there's a,
5: a bigger picture here about the 80s. You know, back in the 80s when this music was in the nightclubs, I danced to stuff because there were good-looking women out there dancing to the stuff, and if you wanted a chance of having decent-looking kids someday, you had to go out there and you had to dance with these women. And <laughs> I, I danced to Flock of Seagulls, you know. And, oh, man. And that's... That's what I had to do. So he even as had the didn't...
7: flock of seagulls' hair.
5: He had the hair. That's what it is. was As long as he didn't get the hair. What are you going to suggest for us instead? My choice for my 80s I Want You Back song is trios out in the street. You know, uh, about a, a slacker that's just whining about his girl losing his girl, and she's out there having fun. And he can barely get off the sofa to look out the window to spy on her. It's not romantic. <laughs> it's half of it's in German, you know, the, like the least romantic <laughs> language in the world. And so, you know, it's like the opposite of the, the song my wife mentioned.
0: Out in the streets Ich bin zu Haus Du bist draußen, die Tassen hoch Out in the streets Swinging your hips Having fun with anyone Flying high Every night, city lights so bright Out in the streets, every night Where were you in my nights? <laughs> I said no good, I needed so
5: Where were you in my nights? <laughs> wow. I mean, that's just a real emotion.
1: Kathy and John, it's uh, been, let us just say it's been enlightening. Thank you so much for uh, coming on Sound Opinions.
0: You're Thank welcome. You. It's been fun. Brother
5: Joe, Greg, we should wish them both a happy Valentine's Day. Married 25 years, no pleading there. We have one more pleading pick, though, each of us to play. I am going to go to a song by Simple Minds, a band from Scotland, big popular group in the mid 80s, kind of epitomizing in many ways that 80s era of synth pop. I'm not choosing them so much for Simple Minds being Simple Minds as for the fact that they were a go to band (laughs) for John Hughes and those of us of a certain age my age, everything we know about romance, especially about pleading, we learned at John Hughes movies. This was a song in The Breakfast Club. I'm talking, of course, about Don't You Forget About Me. I mean, you know, high school is just an era of unrequited love. And even if you did find romance and connect at some point, it ends when you both go off to separate colleges, right? You're not going to see each other. And you know it's over. You just know it's <laughs> over, right? But, but here is Jim Care in Simple Minds, begging don't you forget about me pleading don't you forget about me but again with a little of that passive aggressiveness or or else, or else what, you know, if, if I do forget about you. He kind of is trying to put on a strong face. I'll be dancing alone in the dark, and I'm not really buying it. But then again, there is the celebratory swell of those synthesizers. It makes me think of my yearning for Molly Ringwald, and she certainly forgot about me. She never even met me. So <laughs> here's John Yu's classic, Simple Minds classic, really, Don't You Forget About Me on Sound Opinions.
1: Time tripping back to 1985, Simple Minds, Don't You Forget About Me. The last I Want You Back song that I want to play is yet another cover. Now, in this case, the Seeds' Sky Saxon did a pretty great job with Can't Seem to Make You Mind. It is a garage rock classic from the 60s. But I think Alex Chilton actually recorded the definitive version when he moved to New York in the late 70s. Chilton was coming out of the box tops and then Big Star, which had imploded. And he was going to New York just for some fresh inspiration. And he ran head-on into the punk scene and, in turn, recorded a number of songs that became hugely influential on a future generation of rockers. Johnny Thunders recorded this song, The Ramones, Yola Tango. I think they all took their cues from Alex Chilton's version of Can't Seem to Make You Mind. And I think one of the things that Chilton honed in on was just the simplicity and the spontaneity of the song. Well, he took that down to its basic elements. It's just Alex playing guitar and bass with a drummer, Chris Hughes, on the track. Again, we talk about this element of masochism as an on-running theme here. This guy is feeling it big time. Very simple words. Come back to me, baby, and my misery. I give you love night and day. Never, ever go away. But, you know, again, he runs out of words, and eventually his guitar just explodes in our face. The, it seems like the wires are coming loose as this song proceeds. Yes, the wires in his brain are coming loose as well. <laughs> <laughs> Alex Chilton can't seem to make you mine on Sound Opinions. I
2: can't.
4: Love.
6: Come back, cause I wanna love you Girl, I'm gonna love you
1: Alex Chilton covering The Seeds and Sky Saxon's Immortal Can't Seem to Make You Mine on Sound Opinions. Now we want to hear from you. What song would you choose to woo
5: someone back? Share it with us at 888 859 1800. You can also chime in on Facebook or Twitter. Greg and I are going to take a short break on Sound Opinions from WBEZ Chicago and PRX, and then we'll review the new album by the most romantic of all bands, My Bloody Valentine. back to Sound Opinions. I'm Jim DeRogatis. He is Greg Cott. That is a song called New You. And Greg, these are words that neither of us ever thought we'd speak on this radio show. Mm. That's new music from My Bloody Valentine, a new album called MBV, arriving a mere 21 years and change after the last My Bloody Valentine album. We did not know only a few weeks ago when we did an entire episode on the shoegazer genre that My Bloody Valentine would finally resurface with new music. We knew that this hugely influential group from the 90s had reformed and done a reunion tour. That didn't seem that surprising. You know, the fact that they haven't made music since 1991's hugely influential Loveless. Everybody goes on the reunion tour these days and, and cashes in on past glories. Kevin Shields, the auteur of this band, seemed to be stifled in a way that Brian Wilson was in terms of making new music. He seemed stuck in his sandbox metaphorically and unable to top these sounds of that 1991 album that so many people thought was so influential. And indeed, it's been cited countless times in the last 20 years. So, this is big news. This is almost as big news (laughs) as if, you know, Lou Reed and John Cale finally buried the hatchet and gave us a Velvet Underground album. What? does this album contain? Let's play a track called In Another Way by My Bloody Valentine from MBV, the third studio album from this band in 21 years on Sound Opinions.
1: In another way from My Bloody Valentine. Yes, Jim, I never thought we'd be uttering the words the new My Bloody Valentine record on this show, but here it is. We, We don't know how new it is. Yes, very true. MBV is the name of the record, as you said, the first in more than 21 years from this band. I can't say enough how much Loveless was a great record. At the end of the 90s, I did one of those lists, what are the best albums of the 90s? Loveless was at the very top. It's a masterpiece that has influenced countless bands since then. You know, how can you possibly match that standard? And I think Shields was operating under that pressure for the last two decades He was paralyzed yes I think it's obvious at the same time you know he's tried to build a bridge to that era and you can very much see that this record is divided into thirds with the first third basically you know here are the ghosts of 91 yet again I don't think he had the courage of his convictions to make a very new sounding record right off the bat he had to give some kind of link to the past and I don't think Those first three tracks really measure up to the standard that Loveless set. The second third of the record, you know, he starts opening things up in a more experimental vein. There's a long palate cleanser in there called Is This and Yes, where there are no guitars on the track. It's just organ. It's not until the sixth track that I think things really start to take off on this record. The song New You feels like a fresh-sounding pop single. It sounds as fresh as some of the stuff that Loveless sounded like back in 91 in the way it addresses 2013 like wow it's opening up my mind and the track we played in another way I think is you know he's on to something new he's moving in a new direction that last third of the record he's finally taking my bloody Valentine out of 91, and into the future again. And I wish he'd made an entire record as good as those last three or four songs, but I don't think the entire record really measures up to this incredibly high standard that he set for himself. Those last four tracks are promising something great and new down the road. I can't wait to hear the next record. But this is very much a transitional record for me, and I have to say burn it
5: wow well i don't know greg if there'll ever be a next record (laughs) i think we have to readjust i think our our historical overview of my bloody valentine people are saying this is the third studio album isn't anything came out in 88 the masterpiece loveless in 91 this new record in 2013 but that discounts that there were nine eps Mm. and mini albums in all the years in between and frankly even as a my bloody valentine super fan I don't listen to most of those EPs. There are scattered tracks that are good here and there, but most of them were dismissible. Isn't anything isn't a great album. It's this one masterpiece, Loveless. Mm -hmm. Everything congealed at the right time for this band. Now, the tour supporting Loveless was phenomenal, one of the most amazing rock shows I've ever seen. And then the band disappears for 21 years. If they hadn't disappeared, if they had taken that momentum and taken what they had done on stage with what they did in the studio with Loveless, they might have been able to go somewhere new. I'm not so sure there is anywhere new Hmm. to go with this sound. And it's only Kevin Shields, apparently. He has been tinkering with this music for more than two decades. We have no context. We have no press release. We have no background. I talked to him in 96. He said he had hours of music. We don't know if this stuff was recorded three weeks after Loveless or two weeks ago. It doesn't sound like a band effort. It doesn't sound like anything new. But all of that having been said, it's better than I, I feared it would be, but not <laughs> as good as I hoped. Does that make sense? I will say you have got to buy this album if you care at all about My Bloody Valentine. But by no means is it a masterpiece. And I don't know if anything could be in the way that Loveless was.
1: A Buy it from me. a Burn it from you. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we have an in-studio visit from one of the reggae legends, Jimmy Cliff.
5: Greg, as always, we have some thank yous to say on the way out. A special valentine to our entire production team, Robin Lynn, Jason Saldana, Annie Minhoff, Griffin Waterman, and executive producer Tori
1: Southside-Malatea. On Sound Opinions, everyone's a critic. So give us a call on our hotline.
2: 888 859
3: 1800.
8: New messages.
3: Hi, this is Kyle
1: from St. Paul, Minnesota. I just wanted to make a comment. I was a little surprised you guys wouldn't mention the end of or the breaking up of the Mars Volta.
5: I know you guys aren't really crazy about their music, as polarizing as they
3: have
1: been. But over the last decade or so, they're one of the most significant bands in all of rock music, and especially in progressive rock. I think it's it's kind of hard to ignore. They're not that under the radar that they wouldn't warrant some kind of mention. So, if people didn't hear about it. Let them know. Mars Volta have broken up. Maybe they'll get back together someday. But thanks a lot. Great. Love, love the show. Bye.
5: Chicago. And I wanted to comment on the Joni Mitchell, You Turn Me On, I'm a Radio, which I just loved hearing. It was a song to the desert island.
2: Driving into town with the dark cloud
3: above you. Dialing the number who's about to love you. Oh honey, you turn me on. I'm a radio. I'm a country station. I'm a little bit corny. I'm a wild. for
5: And what was also the kind of the kicker on it is that, that was a hit song. I think it made the chart, oddly and ironically enough. Anyway, thanks for playing it. Don't like weak women,
3: you get bored so quick, and you don't like strong women because 'cause they're hip
7: your tricks. It's been dirty for duty down the line. is Nancy Jones from Raleigh, North Carolina. I have had the great pleasure of hearing the self-described micro orchestra that is the DBs many times over the years. Going to school at the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill in the 70s introduced me to a hotbed of local music. As a North Carolina native who continues to live in the area and continues to go hear bands play live, I was so pleased to hear the DBs on your show. To quote Dave Marsh, from the 1983 new Rolling Stone record guide, for sheer craftsmanship, very little that has come along in the past few years can touch songwriters Chris Sammy and Peter Holzapfel. Thirty years later, those words are still true. Thanks for having the DBs on today and introducing them to a wider audience. Thanks. This is Michael from Arlington Heights, Illinois. I want to thank you so very much for showcasing the DBs, a band who I think have often been overlooked almost criminally for being the power pop dynamos they are. And I have a request for the Desert Island Jukebox, Living Alive. Keep up the good work. Thanks.